people want to do things that help people. And it's like being on an airplane. You can't help others if you don't put your oxygen mask on yourself first. All right. Thank you, everybody, for uh, coming back and joining our podcast. And welcome to the sixth episode of the New Millennial Mindset. So today we have another guest and we have Rhonda Cobb here. She is the money coach and she talks about all things money. As we know, um, within the environment that we're currently in, money is all too important. Um, However, what's more important is how you actually manage your money and how much of a difference it can make in your life if you do manage your money or you don't. (laughs) So without further ado, I will go ahead and let Rhonda um, introduce herself. So please um, welcome Rhonda. Rhonda, thank you so much for uh, coming to our podcast and sharing a little bit about yourself. Um, We really appreciate your time. So please feel free to um, tell us a little bit about your background. Thanks, Lynette. It's so nice to be here. And you're right. You know, everybody says cash is king, but the queen is cash management. (laughs) And, And, you know, as well as anybody else that's ever studied a monarchy, you just don't mess with the queen. (laughs) that's right that's right (laughs) absolutely so but you know I didn't start out as a money coach I started out as a kid in northwest Ohio in a rural community in a little rural school and and then the day came and I got the letter and I went off to a great big school on a full scholarship and and from there it was you know it was game on um, I got a degree in engineering, so I have a good, decent math math, math background. Thank you. Um, and I went on. And when I graduated with my degree in engineering, of course, the first thing I did was go get a job in engineering. And I thought I was going to die of boredom. Truly, I thought I was going to. So... Everybody said to me, I don't understand why somebody with the gift of gab is an engineer. I said, oh, I wonder. So I went into engineering sales and I found something that I was really good at. And then I started moving up the chain of command. You know, I first I was a sales manager, then I was a vice president, then I was on a board of directors. And I'm like, hey, this money stuff is really good stuff. If you sell enough and you do enough, you make enough and it's all good. Um, And then along came the day, you know, many years later when I was a sales manager, a national sales manager for a company, and it took them, Lynette, I counted, it took them 26 seconds to tell me I didn't work there anymore. They didn't even let me take home the sweater that was on the back of my chair. And that was my sweater. And from there, I never looked back. I said, that's just fine. I'll start my own company. See you all later. And that's what I did. And at first, I was a consultant. And then, you know, 2008 happened and the economy crashed and real estate crashed and everything else seems like it crashed all at the same time. 
And so I said, that's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll be fine. And I was. And so a little bit later, I became a coach. And I changed my terminology from financial advisor, which sounds really boring and kind of stodgy, to the money coach. And it's not boring. It's not stodgy. And it just helps so many people. And I found what I'm really good at. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm still a talker, um, but I'm really good at helping people. And in my quiet moments, I'm here doing what I do best, which is helping people get their financial lives in the order it should be in. Because if your financial life is not in order, then your life's not in order. You're arguing with your significant other. You're stressed. You lose sleep. You get heartburn. Whatever it is. If your financial life is out of order, your life is pretty much out of order too. So, and I like it. It's so cool to be able to, you know, kind of fall into your niche, if you will, and um, you're able to enjoy what you do and also help people at the same time. So I think that that is so awesome. And um, I really appreciate you sharing a little bit about your journey and how you ended up where you are now. Um, your story is definitely very inspiring that, you know, you took all of the experience that you gained over your career and you were able to leverage that and turn that into an opportunity when you, you had to. And I think that um, sometimes those opportunities present themselves when, you know, things are kind of changing in, in terms of circumstances in the world or, you know, in our society. And then other times, you know, we just kind of push ourselves and just have faith and say, hey, I'm going to do this thing and we'll see how it turns out. So um, I'm sure at some point throughout your journey, you may have had a little bit of trepidation. So what would you say would be one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is thinking about starting their own business or you know, launching some sort of um, service that they can provide to other people that they will own themselves? Well, I think you touched on it already. The first thing is, is if you don't have the belief system, you don't have the faith, mm -hmm. you're going to have a little problem building your foundation. <laughs> so you have to have faith yeah. and you have to have faith in yourself. And oh, there are days and then there are days. You know what I mean? So you have to understand that there are going to be those ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's just like that old saying you hear from people that are carpenters, measure twice, cut once. <laughs> and planning for a new business is the same way. Plan twice, mm -hmm. start once. Um, plan your budget, mm -hmm. double it. Plan <laughs> your time, triple it, you know, um, and then, you know, believe in yourself mm -hmm. and believe in the people that love you and support mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. and don't do anything stupid, like <laughs> quit your job before you have enough money to keep the food going. Um, 
but um you know if your job quits you well then you're free to fly um you know you you don't do anything stupid of course but step out step out bold and strong and to be honest i think what we're going to see in the rest of 2023 and 24 Mm -hmm. is going to be a lot of people that i think that their job dumped them on the side of the highway Mm -hmm. and if they plan ahead they will be okay yeah yeah i i agree with you on that and i think a lot of what's happening is people are starting to realize that you know these nine to five jobs they are not they don't have this the level of security that they once had and that we always have to be prepared to pivot um, if necessary. And, you know, you have to have some plan, some contingency plan in place. And I think that's, you know, how obviously a lot of people get tripped up because they don't have a plan. Um, And and that is a big mistake. So I don't, you know, whoever's listening that needs to hear this, it matters not where you work or for whom you work. (laughs) If you don't have a backup plan in mind if you don't know every single person that is a person in your area of expertise or in your industry you're doing yourself a disservice absolutely yeah i worked for that company and i took them out of the red they were ready to close when i went to work there and i put them back in the black and some kindly person took me aside at a trade show and said you understand that employment there is like a revolving door and i looked at them and i tell you very sincerely Mm -hmm. i kissed them on both cheek and i said thank you for telling me because no i did not realize that wow and from that moment on i made friends with anybody that was friendly Mm -hmm. by the time i got home i left work i had a 50 minute drive Mm-hmm. And by wow. the time I got home, I had my first t- 12 clients. Wow. Yep. That is so awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's really, really good advice to, um, you know, make those connections and, and talk to people and, you know, like do knowledge sharing and things like that. I know that, um, you know, especially nowadays with LinkedIn, Facebook, all these, you know, social media sites and things like that, um, you have a lot of different modes and different opportunities to connect with people. So I I really like that advice. That's awesome. And that was really nice that somebody was transparent enough with you to kind of give you that golden nugget, if you will. And um, but it was awesome that you really took that to heart and you appreciated that type of feedback. Well, it was a really big favor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'd say. I'd say going up to a person that, you know, you don't know and you're like, hey, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. The uh, it was forewarned is forearmed. If you know they're coming for you, then you're ready. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And it's, I guess, only important if you heed the advice. Right. Um, true. And yes. so that's, that's why I thought I said, well, I mean, it seems like you had enough, you know, um forethought where you're like okay i'm i'm not taking this you know as a grain of salt i'm i'm really gonna think about what i can do with this information that i have (laughs) so i think that's pretty awesome 
Um, so I have a, another question for you here. I actually was, um, or actually my husband and I, we were looking at your LinkedIn page as well. And so I came across a story that you had about um, a particular um, friend that had like a $50,000 bill. And uh, you were kind of telling the story behind that. And I thought that was kind of interesting to, you know, share a little bit with our viewers. So if you can kind of give us like a, a 13,000 foot view of that story, um, just a couple of highlights and, you know, how it turned out. Awesome. Oh, I would love to. Well, it was a few years ago and I had this dear friend. Um, we, we go back and forth on a daily basis and she called and I'd never heard her so upset. She was a basket case. And I said, you know, what's the matter? And she said, well, you know, I had surgery. And I said, well, yeah, you know, are you all right? No. Well, what happened? And she said, I got the bill and it's over $50,000. And I said, what do you mean it's over $50,000? You have medical insurance. I sold it to you myself. <laughs> I was, <clears throat> I was a regent. And uh, so I was a little stressed myself. And as it turned out, once I did the research, I found out that the doctor sent her to the hospital that he wanted her to go to for the surgery and they took her insurance card and they made the copy of it just like everything was fine. But as it turns out, that hospital was not in that insurance company's network. And the hospital knew it. They keyed her in in her um, record as being self-pay because they knew they weren't in her network. And so speaking of LinkedIn, there's a man on LinkedIn that I know, and he's a doctor, and um, he was just starting his company to do something else. And so I sent him a message and I said, you know, this is this is just obscene. And I, I'm not going to stand by and let them, you know, take away her house and put her in bankruptcy yeah. over a $50,000 bill. And he said, well, here's what you need to do. And he sort of laid it out for me in an outline in the message on LinkedIn. And I said, you know what? I can handle that. And he said, well, if you need help, I'll, I'll be right here. I said, fabulous. And that was how it all started, how medical debt reduction started years ago. And so I did what he, he told me. I took the outline. I followed the outline, I wrote the letters, I did the research, I got the everything from the hospital, from the insurance company, and it took a while, but we finally, I'd like to say we beat them at their own game, which we sort of did, but they were wrong, they were so, so, so wrong, and we got rid of that big bad medical debt, and now we have a formal program for it. I feel like I practiced for a couple of years, but I did very, very well. I, I have created a process that I follow. I, you know, take the bills. We don't pay them for people, but we do do all the work. You give us the information and we do the work and we do the very best that we can do to get rid of medical bills that are wrong. And in all this time, in about a thousand bills that I have worked on, guess, Lynette, how many of them 
have not been wrong. I think that most bills are probably not entirely accurate. <laughs> you would be right. In all that time, in a thousand bills, two of them, two have been right. Wow. So obviously there was a huge need for the type of service that you were offering to kind of help consumers wrap their arms around what their rights are around medical debt and how to manage it. I think that's so awesome. And and it is needed. Um, Now, there is a book out there if you're really do-it-yourselfer and you're pretty um, assertive. um, You can follow what you need to do in this book. Mm -hmm. And the man who wrote the book and I, we go back and forth a lot on LinkedIn. And his is the do-it-yourself program and mine is the done-for-you program. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you are in a do-it-yourself kind of mood, then you should go that route. But if you just are, you're still recovering or you're just not that assertive, you don't want to take on people that are collection, you know, people. And they they make a profession of being nasty. Um, Most of them, not all of them, but most of them. And, um, you know, if you don't want to do that on your own, well, then just give us a, you know, send me an email or, schedule a free 15-minute consultation. And you can tell I'm pretty straightforward. I'll tell you right off the top if we can help you, if it's worthwhile spending the money to hire somebody to help you. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, So I have one other question for you, Rhonda. Um, We covered a lot today and, you know, I I liked how we had a really fluid discussion just about, you know, how you got started and how it's kind of evolved into other things. So um, as we're talking about evolution, um, what do you see your business moving into maybe some other areas over the next couple of years or your business model, um, you know, evolving somehow with, with over the next couple of years? Well, we're just in the process right now of of making a little bit of an evolution. The medical debt reduction program is now publicly available. It was by referral only. Um, So that's, that's, you know, moving forward for us. And um, on its heels joining, we have a program called the Forget You program for people that need to just learn the basics of money management and get their credit score where it's good instead of average. Um, Then from there, once you've finished either one of those two programs, there's going to be a new program called Step Up to Wealth. And that's where people are going to learn the money management techniques that are really going to take them to where they really want to be. And I don't mean the kind of wealth you see on TV with the big car and the big house and the you know, the stupid pool parties with the women in clothes that are sewn on to them. I, I don't get all that. But I mean, the kind of wealth where you leave a, you know, you leave money for the kids and the grandkids and you have your own house and your car is paid for. You're not borrowing money to buy a car. Um, you know, real, true, livable, breathable. Yes, I'm I'm good. Kind of wealth. Um, Exciting. Wow. That's really yes. cool. So um, is this just for, um, I'd say, like just individuals or do you do like 
any sort of financial um, planning, if you will, to help any, you know, like small businesses or things like that? Um, We do help small businesses because one of the biggest problems with a small business is if you go to the bank or to the Small Business Administration to get any kind of funds to grow your business, the first thing they do is pull your own credit score. And it better be there. And if it's not above average, they're going to say those horrible words. I'm sorry, I can't lend to you. So we do help small business owners because they need all the help they can get. And a lot of times on LinkedIn, I'm just giving them little tidbits of advice, you know, for for free. And um, I think that's how we got introduced, actually, Lynette. But um, one of the guys was asking something and I he was like, oh, my God, my friends have this podcast. You've got to be on it. <laughs> and I said, OK, I will. And uh, but yes, small business owners are a special category. And so they're always welcome to come and and see what we can do for them. You know, a couple of months ago, I even wrote a business plan for somebody that wanted to start a business. It was not a very big business plan, but it sure was a lot of fun. That's really awesome. Um, this has been really, really informative, Rhonda. Um, I'm just learning so much more about, you know, what it is that you do. I'm again learning about your background and how you got started, but it sounds like your business is offering so much value in so many different ways. And I think that is just extremely helpful for anybody who's either trying to start their own business or they're just trying to get more secured as it relates to financial matters. Because as we know, that's so, so, so important. And unfortunately, it seems like it can be a little undervalued at times. Um, And it's true. And the big thing is, is, you know, so many people want to start businesses that help people. And so many people want to do things that help people. And it's like being on an airplane. You can't help others if you don't put your oxygen mask on yourself first. <laughs> that is so true. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, I think that you've left us with a, a lot of good information. And to anybody who's listening, I would encourage you to go and check out um, Rhonda's LinkedIn page, Rhonda Cobb. Uh, Look at her LinkedIn page. She has information on there about her business and the details about her business will also be included um, in the information for the podcast uh, of the the description. So um, before we part here, did you have any last comments or tidbits that you think would be even more helpful to our podcast listeners? I think the one thing everybody needs to recognize is it doesn't matter who you are, where you are. And if you have a business and you feel embarrassed because you think I should already know that. Yeah. But you shouldn't already know that, you know, there, it just, sometimes things that happen in your financial life Mm -hmm. are uncontrollable. It's happened to me. It's happened to everybody I know. Happened to me. Um, so if you need help mm-hmm. or you have questions, 
reach out and get the help you need or the questions answered. The worst thing you can do is to keep it all inside and let it eat you up from the inside out. Exactly. Yeah, because that doesn't do anybody any good. No. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again uh, for joining us today, Rhonda. I really appreciate it. You know, the, the back and forth of our conversation and just all the great topics that came up. Um, I, I really, truly appreciate your time because I know that just we're just scratching the 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 surface with the, the things we have covered today because um, as we, you know, we're talking before the podcast started money management and financial related matters there it's just such a broad topic that you could just talk about this for days i mean this could easily be a conference of its own (laughs) um so with that being said i I really appreciate your time and and all of the valuable information that you've provided today Rhonda. i appreciate the opportunity to be here thank you very much no problem thank you so much so that does it for episode six So I just want to thank all of our listeners for joining us on the podcast today and just please continue to click subscribe and follow and we'll see you next time.